Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash ectoplasm. There are over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Thanks a lot, Audible. I make it a rule never to get involved with possessed people. Actually, it's more of a guideline rule. And I know what I saw, and that's not what you're telling me what I saw. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. My name is Josh. I'm your host. Hope everybody's doing good. Um, ready for the weekend to start. I know this uh, this week's been a little a little hectic for me as well, but uh, I uh, I have news. the uh, The book um, that I just wrote, uh, Ghosts and the Bible. Um, you can now pick that up at lulu.com that's l-u-l-u.com do a search for Josh Hurd and that book and almost every other book that I've written will pop up and yeah so you can now find that there Um, as far as I know it has not hit Amazon yet um, or Barnes and Noble but they're apparently like getting there I don't know we're we're gonna find out so hopefully soon hopefully soon those will uh, those will hit and then we can go about normal normal business but whatever um like I said welcome to the weekend I hope you guys are doing good um so I ran across a couple a couple stories um, that I wanted to share with you. Uh, before I do that, I want to throw out all of our social media crap. Uh, ectoplasmshow at gmail.com uh, for any emails that you want to th- throw over our way. Or at ectoplasmshow on Twitter and the Ectoplasm Show on Facebook. So you can check us out all over the place. Also, now we're doing this uh, this Ustream thing. <laughs> um which has been a, it's been interesting. It's been a lot of fun doing it, um, and you know, UStream or whatever is like just live broadcasts of uh, you know it's video stuff. So usually, what I'll do is I will uh, record myself recording myself. <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous, um, and it's just like way more buttons for me to push and all of that fun jazz while I'm doing this show. Um, with all of that being said now and out of the way, I wanted to get, I wanted to get to this because this just hit the news. Um, so there's this lady, (laughs) she claims 
that she used to work for NASA. Okay, she used to be a NASA employee. You know, and this is all supposedly she was. So, anyway, I'm going to read this here. A woman who claims to be a former NASA employee claims to have seen evidence of the most monumental cover-up in space history. Now, this took place back in 1979, mind you. Um, she says that she saw two human figures in spacesuits walk calmly towards the Viking lander, which the, the Viking lander would be like kind of the, the grandpa or the grandfather of uh, the like Mars Curiosity rover um, that we know today. Um, but anyway, so this, this is what she's saying, that she saw two, two human figures in spacesuits walking calmly towards the Viking lander back in 1979. Now, she, um, she actually called in to a radio show, uh, Coast to Coast AM, which is huge in, in America here. Uh, Coast to Coast is like the biggest uh, paranormal show out there. But she's calling herself Jackie. So Jackie calls into Coast to Coast. And then asks the presenter to, quote, solve a 27-year-old mystery for me. Okay? (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so, like I said, she claimed to have been working for NASA. Uh, She was handling downlink telemetry from the lander itself. Now, the first vehicle to send back images of Mars' surface. And... As she's going over these images, she saw two people walking on the surface. Now, this is where this is where it gets a little weird for me. She says, and I quote, That old Viking rover was just ro- running around. Was running around. Saying that she and six then colleagues were, were watching that on multiple screens. Uh, then she says, then I saw two men in spacesuits, not the bulky suits that we normally used, but they looked protective. They came over the horizon walking uh, to the Viking Explorer. Now, naturally, UFO and you know conspiracy websites have just eaten this completely up, and you know most are you know claiming that humans may have been there you know to to polish. The, the solar panels uh, on the lander and things like that. Now, this seems odd considering that you know, if there were humans there, presumably they could just, you know, fill the lander with, you know, gas or take the damn pictures themselves. Um, but whatever. Um, she says, there were probably about half a dozen of us downstairs. We were just maintaining the equipment and then they cut off our video feed. We ran upstairs, but they locked the door and taped paper over the door so we couldn't see. So apparently taped paper over the window. Um, so yeah. So she wanted to know if they were you know, our guys, our, our people from our space program. Uh, but anyway. Other conspiracy theorists you know, are claiming that they were uh, there were secret landings on Mars in the '60s, and the Apollo landings were you know all just a big cover up for a wider exploration of the solar system. So, former CIA pilot, okay, uh, John Lear, 
Now, he claims that NASA landed on Mars back in 1966 and that humans adapted to breathe the thin Martian atmosphere. But I just want to take a little note here. Just a little side note. This this John Lear guy also believes that, you know, human souls when we die travel to the moon to be processed inside of a mile-high glass tower. That, yeah, yeah, that's what I said. And the uh the toxic crushingly dense uh, Venus is actually green and beautiful. Now, Venus, don't get me wrong, like looking at Venus like just from here on Earth is beautiful, but it's it's terribly toxic on the surface of Venus and not not green and, and beautiful, as Lear would suggest. Um, there is a guy, let me see here, Nigel Watson, author of the Haynes UFO Investigations Manual, says that these accounts of secret space missions seem to be growing in number and remind me of the infamous Project Serpo, which is something I had not heard of before. Now, Project Serpo... Um, okay. In November 2005, a contact called Anonymous, who said they were uh, they worked for the U.S. Defense uh, Intelligence Agency, the DIA, started sending information about an extraordinary alien exchange program called Project Serpo, basing his claims on a 3,000-page document written in the late 70s that he boldly claimed that six aliens were, in fact, recovered from the Roswell crash. So, I, I just... Uh, I don't know. To me, I, I've said this before, like Coast to Coast AM, the radio show that I was talking about earlier, is the most popular radio show uh, as far as like paranormal, conspiracies, everything, you know, anything paranormal goes. It is huge. And literally, we, it has millions of listeners, okay? So Jackie for this Jackie lady to call in to one of the most popular radio shows and say, quote, that old Viking rover was running around. The Viking rover, or the excuse me, the Viking explorer is what it was actually called. The Viking explorer wasn't running around. It was, it was fucking stationary. So for her to say it was running around, I'm like, what? I'm like, well, that's not right at all. We have you know, the Mars rover and stuff like that now that, yes, absolutely moves around. But not... No. Frick no. <laughs> anyway, so I thought that was... I thought it was interesting and uh, a little crazy. So, I wanted to pass that on to y'all. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, I don't know. For her to call in... I don't know. She picked the the biggest paranormal show on the planet, claiming to be a former NASA employee, and it sounds like she took an extra crazy pill or something. I don't know. I have no idea. But a few episodes ago, um, I forget the actual number of the episode. Uh, My brother and I were talking about uh, sleep paralysis. Basically, you know, talking about this this thing, uh, this phenomenon, sleep paralysis and, and things of that nature. Well, I was doing some digging. Like I said, I would. Um, 
So I'm doing some digging and all this stuff. Now this uh, this thing came out uh, looks like July 21st, um, and it says now this is specifically dealing with then um, not not ghosts necessarily or anything of that nature. They've now tied it into alien abduction, the phenomenon of being abducted by an alien. Now. I'm just I'm going to uh, read this and then comment and all that fun stuff later. <laughs> but it says various perspectives on the abduction phenomenon have formed in order to explain the fantastical claims that some have made you know, of being forcibly taken and often examined <clears throat> by what would appear to be otherworldly beings. So the prime differences between the perspectives lie and how much credence is to be ascribed to the claims themselves. So perspectives range from the assertion that all abductions are hoaxes to the literal belief that the claims are happening objectively and separately from the consciousness of whoever is making the claim. Excuse me. So um, some are intrigued by the entire phenomenon. Like I I'm personally intrigued by this, but they they hesitate in, you know, making any definitive conclusions because they're fucking scared too. <laughs> but whatever. Um Harvard psychiatrist uh John Mack, who, you know, he's a leading authority in the whole like spiritual and transformational effects on these alleged abductees. Um the furthest he says uh a quote here. The furthest you can go at this point is to say that there's an authentic mystery here and that is i think as far as anyone ought to go so he's saying what we should do is we should take what we have which is a mystery is it happening is it not happening we don't know we're not quite sure but we should leave it at that now this is a scientist okay <laughs> he's a, a psychiatrist specifically But I mean, regardless, he's basically saying we should take what we know, which is jack crap, and then we should just leave it alone. Maybe we're not maybe we're not intended to know. And I can respect that. But Mac was also unconvinced by uh, piecemeal counterclaims and encountered that skeptical explanations naturally need to take into account the entire range of phenomena associated with the abduction experiences uh also up to including missing time you know uh so and you know and specifically also you know alien abductions in when it occurs with small children i mean that's scary you know you can't just say oh timmy was having a bad dream i mean how easy is that for parents or whatever but at the same time it's i don't know it's weird but anyway The mainstream scientific perspective is that the abduction phenomenon has its roots in human psychology, neurology, and culture. So, it is effectively a psychosocial phenomenon rather than an actual case of alien abduction. However, many among the, the general public 
and you know, especially conspiracy theorists, ufologists, um, they're holding to the idea that the actual extraterrestrials have been uh, temporarily abducting people against their will. Now, who, who in their right mind would want to go on a spaceship? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, so yes, it's most likely against their will. Um, interestingly, though, uh, many abductees don't seek therapy. You know, because they've had an abduction experience. Rather, you know, they seek help for a wide variety of complaints, such as, you know, like vivid recurring nightmares, general, you know, anxiety, panic attacks, you know, intense feelings of just being helpless and, and vulnerable. And, and these weird memories that are causing them to, you know, question their own freaking sanity. Can you imagine that? I mean, can you imagine living in having these these uh these memories these dreams this feeling helpless and vulnerable i mean come on that's not a way to live at all and so you know these people need help whatever it is i mean if if they're faking it they still need help i mean they're obviously showing these symptoms of these different these different things that it's terrible um but another common complaint is you know they're missing time you know so being a uh, you know, a period of time or whatever, you know, 45 minutes to several hours, sometimes a couple days, you know, that the person just can't account for. But this is where it gets interesting. Um, and this kind of ties into what I was talking about with uh, the sleep paralysis stuff that I talked about a few episodes ago. Sleep paralysis. It's, it's a common neuropsychological explanation for all of this. So, here we go. During pre-waking and pre-sleeping states, also referred to... Now, I'm going to really screw this word up. Hypnogogic? I have no idea. Whatever. (laughs) Pre-waking and pre-sleeping states. Okay? A person may feel paralyzed for a very short time. Uh, they may have vivid dreams in those brief moments that, you know, take take the shape of reality. If you remember back, you know, to the episode with my brother, he was specifically talking about his friend. And his friend woke up and had a a girl there, like, sitting on him. And she, like, bent down and kissed him. Um... But he said it was like very, very real, very intense. He couldn't move. He couldn't. He couldn't even breathe. He said he couldn't scream. He couldn't do anything. I mean, that's freaking terrifying. So, you know, the explanation itself, you know, fails as far as you know the abductions go. It fails to take into account that many abductions, you know, or abductees claim to have taken place while you know while these people were awake. You know, for example, many people claim to have been abducted in broad daylight while they were just simply driving their car. Now, in addition, though, like dreamlike experiences um, in those those pre-waking and pre-sleeping states do not match the emotionally strong sense of realism. And, you know, the, the sequential events that are reported in these abduction accounts. And I could say the exact same thing 
for these what I call the night hag experience where it seems like there is a demon or a ghost or something that is holding you down and sucking the life out of you. That's exactly what these people are saying. That is, so they're not taking into account the the emotions of these people and how real they are making this. Whether it's real or not, it's freaking real to them. It's real to the experiencer, you know? Um so I don't know. Like it's it's crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Um so yeah. I don't know. It's I but I did wanna I did want to read some of that, you know. So, you know, you have to ask the question, does all this alien abduction or or night hag phenomenon, you know, do they represent some new form of, of psychiatric illness? Because there is a lot of people out there that are experiencing this. Like this is becoming huge and something that we can't just brush aside anymore. You know, be, these people need help. Like I said, whether they are legitimately experiencing anything or not, they believe they are. And that right there, right, right there is what makes it real. That makes it real to them. So, <clears throat> I don't know. I think zillions and zillions of sleep studies need to be taken here or something. I don't know. Um, but is it, you know, is it possible that, you know, what the abductees are, are claiming is happening to them? Is it even possible that that's true? I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. But what's weird is there are a lot of people that are working on this. There are. Um, you know, there's a lot of researchers, mental health professionals specifically, that are working towards an answer. They're trying to get an answer. So, like I said, is it some new form of psychiatric illness or is it actually happening? But what's funny about this is these professionals, these people that are working on this, are you know they're leaning more towards the fact that it could very well actually be happening at least like i said it's happening to the extent that they know or excuse me that they feel it is real it's real enough to them so that's what that's freaking terrifying in itself i don't know me personally i've never had an experience like that i've had bad dreams. I think we've all had bad dreams. Um, I've woken myself up. Um, you know, I've woke up with the, the, the cold sweats and things like that, you know, and been pretty freaked out. <laughs> and I think that happens to all of us at some point in time in our life. Um, but I've never felt something like that. Not the pressure on the chest and, and uh, not being able to move. That right there would freak me out more than anything. I think that would be the most terrifying is not being able to react to anything that's going on around you. And then you have like, I don't know, something what appears to be on top of you. Like that's terrifying. So it way back in the day, I had my friend, Mike, uh, Mike Rowell, and he was on the show. Like I said, God, this was a while ago. Um, many many episodes ago 
but he was on there and he said that he had a very similar experience with a I don't know. It was like this little black creature. What's interesting about it, though, is he saw it sitting on top of his dresser, and then it zigzagged. It went like zoom, 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 and then eventually jumped on top of him to the point then where he laid back onto, you know, flat back, and then um, it got on top of him. He couldn't move. He couldn't breathe, and it was literally trying to, like, suck the life out of him. It was, you know, scary. That was actually when Mike who lives about an hour and 15, 20 minutes away from me or so. Um, that was the night he actually, uh, he called me up and he came down to my house and he stayed, he stayed here with me for about a week. (laughs) This was a while ago, like at least a couple years ago. And now two, three years ago, something like that. So crazy stuff, absolutely crazy stuff. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to transition a little bit, just a little bit and, uh, talk about today's sponsor, which is our good friends over at audible.com. So if you go to www.audibletrial.com slash ectoplasm, they are still offering the listeners to uh, the listeners of this podcast a month free of their services which are fantastic by the way and a free audiobook of your choice now audiobooks are freaking pricey um they're very very pricey um i love them personally i love them i love audible service uh and i use it daily um but you know, like I said, they're kind of pricey uh, as far as the audiobooks. You know, audiobooks are just expensive. It's audio content. It's a new way to, to read a book, <laughs> you know. But they're offering you a free audiobook of your choice. So anything that you can possibly fathom in your brain, <laughs> you can find it on audible.com and then you can download it for free. And it literally costs you zero dollars and zero cents. Cool, cool. Awesome. So head over there. Tell your friends. Head over there. Sign up for your free stuff. And let me know what you think about them. Like I said, I love them. But let me know what you think about them. Um, and I want to stay, like say, can't even talk. I want to say a special thank you to Audible for uh, for giving us this awesome, awesome offer. A few of you have actually been taking advantage of this offer and I can say that it's probably not going to be around for very much longer. So if I were you, I would probably hop on that as soon as possible. But regardless, let's get uh, back to the show um, and talk about some fun stuff. All right. So I came across some fun stuff. Um <laughs> This has been a few days ago, but I also wanted to like take the few days to really go over this as much as possible because it's a little jacked up. Um, so this was over, this was a French paranormal magazine called Top Secret. Okay. They published, they started, um, they published these pictures uh, the pictures, by the way, are going to be put onto the Ectoplasm Facebook page. Um, 
And there, you know, we can look at them together and analyze them and have a fun little discussion if you guys wish. Um, it'll be a good time. Regardless, the uh, the pictures in question are nine photographs of what appear to be a, U- uh, a UFO. Now, this was taken from uh, uh, an actual U.S. Navy submarine. Okay. Uh, So, there's so much, I don't know, going on about this. Specifically, like, it's just, I don't know. It looks weird. But at the same time, you know, this is coming from uh, the Black Vault. Dot com. It says, here's what we know so far. Um, the photos were taken from a United States uh, Navy submarine. The location was between Iceland and Genmean Island in the Atlantic Ocean. So that's uh, Genmean is Norway's island. It belongs to Norway. And is only inhabited by the Norwegian Meteorological Institute and the Norwegian military, so not a lot of people going on there. But uh, the the photos themselves were taken back in March of 1971. Uh, the submarine was the Navy's USS Tripang, uh, and the admiral on board was Dean Reynolds Sackett. Obviously, the next step is to try and locate this Admiral Dean Reynolds, if he still exists, obviously. Um, the submarine came upon the object by accident uh, as they were in the region on a routine joint military and scientific expedition. Officer John Klicka was the one who initially spotted the object uh, with the periscope. So, you know, it obviously then would imply that, okay, whatever it is that's flying around up there, is it's not the United States. You know, the, the U.S. doesn't own it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's crazy because, like, like I said, there's nine pictures here. Freaking nine pictures. And one of them in particular looks just crazy. Absolutely crazy. And I mean full-on UFO hovering directly above the water. Um, and it's pretty big. Um, but like I said, I'm going to post all nine of these pictures and see, you know, what's going on there. Um, let me see here. Um, so, like, basically what I was trying to get at is the fact that nobody knows if this is real, if this is a hoax or whatever, because the thing is, like, if it is a hoax, they've done their job. Like, they've done their homework to try to, you know, screw us over here. So a uh, a UFO investigator, uh, pretty well-known, Alex Mistretta, is currently working on the case. Um, And he states, uh, this got started when I heard from one of my sources in Europe that some pictures that I thought or that I might want to take a look at were making the rounds. Okay, so he gets this this message from a, a source of his. Uh, anyway, he says, uh, these turned out to be the pictures that French Paranormal called Top Secret published. Uh, 
they claimed that they received them from an anonymous source. So that's all they have said publicly. Um, I don't know. It's crazy. Um, it says, top secret source and mine are unrelated. I made connections in the intelligence community in Europe years ago in a project unrelated to UFOs. It was for the Congos. I couldn't even pronounce that if I tried. It's some project going on in the Congo uh, that he was working on. They have always been reliable, but you know how things are. Um, you never really know. I have used them on information based on Russian UFOs in the past, and they have been very reliable with that. I'm obviously trying to directly get access to Top Secret's original source, so we'll see, is what he says. Um, he also goes on to say, <clears throat> obviously I want to stay on point with this and be part of whatever comes out of this, but yeah, so I mean, it's it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Um, he says they'll keep sending whatever additional info that he has, um, obviously to the blackvault.com. Um, but yeah, like I said, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to post these pictures and let you guys look at them. Um, it's crazy. Oh, here, here, here guys. Okay. I just literally just stumbled upon this. Okay, here we go. The, uh, the, the guy Sackett that we were talking about, Rear Admiral Dean Reynolds Sackett. It's got a picture of him and everything. He comes from Beatrice, Nebraska, which, by the way, is not very far away from me. Uh, he grew up, attended high school, uh, 1952, entered the U.S. Naval Academy, graduating with distinction in 1956. He also received a Master of Science degree in Engineering from George Washington University. Completed a full career of 34.5 years in the U.S. Navy, retiring in 1991 as a rear rear admiral. Excuse me. Assess, or assignments included tours. Uh, destroyers, nukes, subs, and the Navy's nuclear power program he commissioned as commanding officer on the Trepang. Bingo, bango. He also served as commanding officer of the Howard W. Gilmore. So there you have it. There he is. That is amazing. So he does exist. He's there somewhere. Hopefully he's just still alive. But uh, yeah, so... I, like I said, man, like this, this is the part that I'm getting at. Like whoever did this, either one really did their freaking homework or I don't know. Like it's, it's ridiculous to me because if this is true, like holy balls, like it is ridiculous and it's really cool at the same time, but it's ridiculous. So <laughs> anyway. So I wanted to throw that out there. Now, I am going to be, let's see, I'm going to be releasing this show with another show. Um, like I'm, I'm getting, I'm, I'm liking this, doing two shows a week type of thing. You know, um, it's a lot of fun. So I'm, I'm going to continue on trying to do this as, as long as I possibly can. Now, obviously things are about to really get busy for me for just a little bit. Um, 
like this coming weekend, like now as you're listening to this, <laughs> I'm in Kansas City, Missouri, where I'll also be recording another episode and releasing that episode, um, which that's going to be fun doing the thing at the uh, at the Paracon, doing the ectoplasm show at the Paracon. So right now I actually have my set up um, and I'm doing this show on my setup that I have made mobile as mobile as possible. So <laughs> I'm freaking trying here. But um, then literally the, the week after that, I'll be in San Francisco uh, doing another conference over there and showing uh, a brush with evil. And then a month after that. So there, there'll be a month in there. Then I go to New Orleans for a few days and help my good buddies do some filming stuff uh, there. So that'll be fun. But we'll also most likely be doing a, a probably a drunk podcast in New Orleans. Um, I've heard the bars never close. I've never been to New Orleans, and I'm really looking forward to it. So we'll we'll, uh, we'll have to see about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, so like I said, I'm going to be releasing this episode with others um, very, very, very uh, close together. Probably right on top of each other, honestly. I don't I don't know if it matters, like having them spaced out in any way, shape, or form, whatever. I think it's stupid. But um, apparently there's a science behind when to post things and when not to post things. And the deal is, like, I just post stuff. You know, honestly, at this point, we are getting close to we're hovering every week at about a hundred downloads per episode which by the way we started this show when myron and i started this show myron is obviously no longer with us Um, he's on to to greener pastures but when we started this show we i think we had like 20 downloads on like episode three or four and we were crapping our pants ecstatic about that. Um, and now to think that we've come this far in a year. It hasn't even been a year yet. I think Myron and I started the Ectoplasm show. Christ. It, it had to be late August or September. It had to be. I'll go back and I'll check and then we'll do a, a happy birthday Ectoplasm show. And we'll uh, we'll have to do something big for that. But yeah, it's been very, very close to a year, but not quite. But to think now that in a year we we get on a regular basis close to 100 downloads per episode is amazing to me. And hopefully that, you know, in a year from now I can say, oh my God, like we're getting, you know, 500 downloads or whatever per episode. Like that would be amazing. And it's all thanks to you guys. You guys are the ones that are doing this for us. You're the ones that are are pushing pushing the show a hell of a lot more than I am. Like your word of mouth is working. Like I just wanted you to know that. Like I have not spent a single dime on any type of advertising or Facebook ad or anything like that. It it that's not my game, you know. But you know we're we're doing well, and we are uh, we're marching forward. So, um, with that being said, I want you guys to uh, you know go go and uh, give us a like on Facebook if you haven't done so already. 
or follow us on Twitter or uh, just shoot me an email if you want also. And honestly, you could do this too. Shoot me an email, ectoplasmshow at gmail.com. Shoot me an email saying specifically what topics you want me to cover and I would be more than happy to oblige. Um, I think it's uh, important that I hear back from you, get feedback from you. Um, so like I said, we're moving forward. We're doing, we're doing well. Um, and hopefully things just keep getting better and better from this point on. And with that being said, I'm going to let you all go um, for now. But I hope you've enjoyed this episode and the other episode that I will be releasing as well. So, without further ado, I'll talk to you all very, very soon. Everybody have a great freaking rest of your weekend and we will talk to you soon. Peace out. I make it a rule never to get involved with possessed people. Actually, it's more of a guideline rule. And I know what I saw, and that's not what you're telling me what I saw.